Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 7, The Witch of the North. Steaming bowls of soup with hunks of buttered bread awaited the sleuths when they returned safely from Mudtown that night. As they tucked in, they discussed tactics. How were they going to rescue the princess? They needed to find a way past the guards, get the key to Richenda's prison, make it up to the top of the tower, get back down again and into the explorer with her, and all without being seen. This is going to be a challenge, said Sam. I've just remembered something, Philippe said. Before the old palace was taken over as Barbosa's headquarters, I used it as a base to explore the jungle. And there's a hidden door. A hidden door? repeated Zelly. Yes, replied Philippe. It's at the bottom of the tower, but it's covered in creepers, so it's invisible. That's why I forgot all about it. We could smuggle Richenda out through it, said Sophie excitedly. There's still the problem of the guards, and that core, replied Milo, frowning. If we're seen... Could we create a diversion to distract them, suggested Zav. We could try, Philippe replied, but the problem is we're massively outnumbered and the risk of more of us being captured is just too high. The sleuths fell into a thoughtful silence, but no one could think of a way round the problem. This is one of the reasons Igor uses Mudtown as a prison, said Philippe glumly. It's so isolated, any visitors are spotted straight away. In the old times, it was called Quarantine Island and it was where people with diseases were sent so they couldn't infect everyone else. Those poor people, said Sophie, just abandoned on that island to die. Well, they either got better or, yes, they died, said Philippe. It was the only way they could stop infections like the plague from breaking out in Frenchtown and killing everyone. As the others discussed Mudtown and its horrible history... Delphina beckoned Zelly and Sophie over to her. I have arranged for you, Anna and Demaria, to come with me to meet Gioletta, the Witch of the North, she said. Gioletta allocates the parrots of Flambeau to worthy owners, so she is in hiding. We will go to her now, but we must be very careful. Watchers patrol the streets. No one is allowed out after nightfall on Prince Igor's orders. Delphina led them through the dark, narrow streets of Frenchtown. The stars were bright and the moon shone over the labyrinth of streets. Once, they had to flatten themselves against a wall as they heard the warning shriek of a patrolling corps above them, but they weren't seen. They twisted and turned, the buildings closing in above them, until they reached an old, disused fountain in the middle of a square. As they gathered around it, their parrots started flying above the fountain in ever tighter circles until they became a blur of vivid green. A shimmering light spread from the tips of their wings and they chirped, Viam revelare! With a soft grating sound, a stone stairway leading down into the fountain revealed itself. Sophie and Zelly stared. Not only had a staircase appeared from nowhere but their parrots seemed to know a secret password. 
Delphina beckoned them to the stone steps and they moved quickly down them. As soon as they were at the bottom, the parrots cheeped, Fiam obscure! And the staircase moved smoothly back into the wall, leaving no sign that it had ever existed. The parrot zoomed ahead, leading the way through a very dark, uneven passage, their wings still shimmering with light. Soon, Zelie and Sophie saw a warm glow ahead, and the passageway opened up into a beautiful courtyard, brightly lit with lamps, where a dazzling fountain gushed crystal water. Parrots of every colour soared through the air, a rainbow of fluttering feathers swooping down to the basin of water to drink. Some of the parrots had slings on their wings and damage to their feathers, and they perched on the edge of the stone, looking curiously at the visitors. In the middle of it all stood a very old lady. She was quite still, her hair white and her skin as wrinkled as dried fruit. Flowing magenta robes covered her thin frame and a cloud of parrots clustered around her. She was smiling peacefully, her eyes closed, radiating happiness and vitality, as if life and warmth sprung from her very bones. Then the old lady opened her eyes. They were a piercing emerald green, exactly like Zelie's. A warm thread of strength and determination flowed between them all as the old lady smiled and opened her arms wide in welcome. So you have come, my children, she said. I am Joletta, witch of the north, and you are owners of the parrots of Flambeau. The girls nodded, and Anna and Demaria flew down and landed on their shoulders. The witch moved forward to clasp Zelie's hands. The power is especially strong in you, she murmured. Zelie gazed at her. I cannot help your parrots to see, the witch continued. You must find a way to save the princess without the parrots of Flambeau. You know about the princess? asked Zelie. Of course, child, she replied. It is your destiny to rescue her. Zelie nodded. That's why we're here. But if we can't use Anna or Demaria, how will we get past the guards? Gioletta smiled. You must use your own powers, Ellie. I have spoken with Clarence, and he tells me you lifted Rosina's spell at the Palace of the Flowers. Well, yes, Zellie replied, but he helped me. Nevertheless, that was your own power. You must learn to harness it. You can make things invisible? Yes, that's been very useful. But have you turned your magic on yourself? suggested the witch. Turned it on myself? No. But Zelie thought about this, and her eyes lit up. Turn it on myself, she repeated. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant me invisibility. Slowly, the edges of Zelie's body began to blur, to dissolve into the air around her, until, very gradually, she had completely disappeared. The witch clapped her hands together in delight. A true daughter of the House of Flambeau! Zellie, that's amazing! You really can do it! Sophie cried. I can! cried her cousin's voice from mid-air. Just wait till we show the others! But, Gilletta cried, waving a purple sleeve in the air, to save the princess, you must extend the spell. With a pop, Zellie reappeared. Extend the spell? That'll take a lot of concentration. 
And practice, smiled the witch. Perhaps you could use your cousin here as a guinea pig? Sophie grinned. As long as you don't turn me into an actual guinea pig. I won't, laughed Sally. Let's give it a go. She shut her eyes in concentration, summoning up the same warm energy she had felt when fighting Rosina's obscurity spell and which had surged through her when she had first met Gilletta. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant Sophie invisibility. It's working, her cousin cried as she watched first her hands dissolve into the air, then her arms, legs, torso and finally her head. Well done, crowed Gilletta. Sophie reappeared with a pop, flushed with excitement. Brilliant, Zelly, she gasped. Now we really have got a chance of rescuing Richenda. But Gilletta's eyes had closed. She had slipped into a trance. Prince Igor will stop at nothing, she said, as if this information was coming to her through the air. He wants to be leader of all Sandlandia. The princess is far more precious to King Lucio than his kingdom. Igor knows this. This is why he's kidnapped her. And with Countess Rosina by his side, he is a formidable enemy, indeed. Delphina stepped forward and put a gentle hand on the old lady's shoulder while her parrots cooed soothingly and stroked her ancient face with their fluttering wings. Gilletta slowly came back to herself, blinking rapidly. Beware of the Countess Rosina. She said clearly, the previous distracted mutterings forgotten. She wishes you harm. I know you have felt this. Zelly nodded. Always trust your instincts, the witch continued. You must learn to resist her gaze. You have the power to resist her, Zelly, to block her. But you must find this in yourself. And with that, her eyes closed and she slipped away into the trance-like state once more. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 8, Jacker Attack. Check out the interactive map on our website, supersleuths.net. Want to read along? Supersleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time.